Meet yourselves, men and women of planet Earth. Come as you are, from work, from taverns, from study, science hall, and all that exists. Come all who are weary of their status quo, bored, hungry, unsatisfied. Join us today at Conscious Speaks. Hello, everybody. It's Kelly J, host of Conscious Speaks. Today, we have an amazing audio healing experience to create with you today. Spirit-led, all the way from Sultan, Washington, my new friend, Jim Kinney, owner of Kiss the Sky Books. He has an amazing bookstore in Sultan, Washington that he built from the ground up. And he and I met through a spirit-led connection, That one of those you can't make this stuff up moments. And uh, I'm going to create my first book signing event party at Kiss the Sky Book. So what was really cool because I thought with the way it was coming together, it was going to be a friendship, a unity, this great connection. And I wanted to go out and meet him before I showed up to do a book signing. I wanted to meet the bookstore and I wanted to take a look around. And so we made an appointment. I went out and drove out there to Fulton, Washington to see the bookstore, met Jim, and he's such an amazing, gracious, grounded, lovely human being. And his bookstore, I'm in love with bookstores, old bookstores, old books, and his bookstore just floored me with all of its beauty and design and creativity and everything he put into it to make it beautiful with art. And I thought, I want to have him come in and do a radio show right before we do the book signing. And so he said yes. So Jim Kinney is our guest today. Um, everybody, just, just take a big conscious breath in and a slow, soft exhale out. And let's welcome to the show, Mr. Jim Kinney. Thank you, Kelly. It's great to be on your show. Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to have the show today. How are you doing, first of all? I'm doing very well, yeah. Um, please excuse some of the mechanical noise in the background. Um, I had a piece of machinery come on unexpectedly behind me, and I can't move my phone very far. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, it reminds me of our conversation when we were talking about how the brains work, and you were saying that you thought of yours as one of those old mechanical rooms, right, where you pull the levers. I, I yeah, and I do a lot of the time, you know, um, uh, uh, like a, a a train switching station where there are great big levers sticking out of the floor, and you have to, you know, spit on your hands and grab a hold of it and put all of your weight behind it and yank that lever back. You know, that's kind <laughs> of the way my brain works these days. <laughs> yeah, so it's befitting that you had the machine, the machine come on to to be your background noise today. Um, you know, it's so, your story is so beautiful about how you bought the bookstore and created it. I'm just going to dive in and ask you to tell the audience out there today, you know, everyone I think that loves books, that, um, really has thought at some point they'd love to have a bookstore and you, you did this, you created your dream. Tell us your story, tell the listeners. Well, it's, I, I mean, it's really a story of, um, of, of, uh, of, of rehab, you know, um, I, I was in the computer business for a long time. I grew up in a small logging town out on the Olympic Peninsula, and um, 
didn't have anything cultural around. You know, there was no bookstore. The nearest bookstore was 70 miles away. We went there every two weeks, and I'd swap in, you know, a, a box of books and swap out a new box of books. And um, and I always wanted to have one close by. I wanted to, always wanted to have a place where I could go and, and, and hang out and, and talk about important things with people instead of just the, you know, um, uh, the taverns and truck stops that were all that was out there. And um, after being in the computer business for some time, um, I, I developed uh, leukemia and, and had to stop. You know, I, I had to really re-examine what I was going to do for the rest of my life once I had the rest of my life back. Um, and opening a bookstore just seemed like the right thing. So I went out in search of a place like the place that I grew up and built the place that I wanted to have there when I was a kid. So um, it's a funky old building. Um, it's, uh, it, it's got a, a huge history. It's, it's right in downtown Sultan, um, <laughs> which is a, like a one-square-block area. And um, it's, uh, it, it's, I, 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 I got a building that was ready to fall into the street. So it was really a blank canvas. I had to tear everything out in order to repair the structure. And then um, I could just rebuild it in my own image, you know. And, and so uh, I set about making it an 1890s building that looked like the inside of my head. <laughs> so there you are. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my favorite part of when we were talking. I wanted to build it so it resembled the inside of my head. I thought, oh, you're cool. You're a cool guy. <laughs> well, I, I, for a long time, I had um, I, I had uh, studied, you know, the 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 memory practice of of building a memory palace. Um, it, it's an old practice, and and um, it's uh, resurfaced in in literature several times of people having memory palaces, and and you know the 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 theory of that is that you construct a, a familiar place, you construct a place inside your memory and you plant things in it that represent um, bits of, of, of data, pieces of information, whole books, songs, uh, the, the words to songs, uh, things like that. And so you might, you know, mentally, you know, um, you know, reach a meditative state and walk through your memory palace and, and handle objects in it and they evoke those memories. So to remember something, uh, to remember who was in a picture that was taken when you were 14 years old, you would go into the room where that picture is hanging and you would look and you would see, you know, who was in it. You'd have a picture of that picture in your memory in that place. Uh, and, and so in a way, it's, a, it's kind of a, a, a 3D model of my memory palace. It's... Um, very similar to what my memory palace looks like or looked like. My memory has been affected a great deal, which is why I'm running a bookstore instead of running software companies now. Right, because it's a different tempo. I I just get excited about that memory palace. I mean, when okay, so um, and all the listeners out there, when I showed up to Kiss the Sky book, I knew I was in for a treat because. I watched the video that was created about Jim and his bookstore and how he built it, and he was walking around and touring it. It's on YouTube. 
And I thought, oh, my gosh. So I was just excited. And so when I got out of the store and parked and I walked up, you know, the three steps to the front door, I grew up in White Center, which is really close to West Seattle. And West Seattle has a, a main street. And it has a lot of cool old stores. And so it reminded me of this cool record store um, that we used to go go to there. And so you walk up the steps into the glass, you know, the door. Um, that... I, I, I built the place to be comfortable, to be um, a place that people could um, consider to be their clubhouse. You know, everybody who yeah. walks in the door goes, ah, I'm home, you know. Yeah, and, and, yeah. Um, so that's, that's sort of, you know, what I what I envisioned, and I, I'm just so gratified to have actually, you know, accomplished at, at, at least in part um, a, a little bit of it, and um, and I've incorporated a lot of my own personal, you know, sort of beliefs and the um, the traditions and um, I'll say mythologies for lack of a better word that are important to me and that are part of my you know heritage and and upbringing. And, um, and so there's, there's, there are layers. You look at something and, and you're not just looking at it. You're looking at that and you're looking at there's something behind it. You know, there's always something underneath everything that you look at here. That's, that's what important. I love about the it, store. It's a place, a texture, you know, a, a sort of a mental texture that it, it, it doesn't, it's not a boring place. <laughs> no, no. When I walked after I opened the door and I walked in, the first the way the bookshelves are to the right and with the shan- three chandeliers hanging down, I just immediately stopped and had to take a picture. It's just you walk into it and the colors and the texture and the woodwork and it's such a it's a place where you do. Want. I wish that there was one in Port Orchard because I would probably spend a lot of time there. It it's a testament to beauty in books and to warmth and courage and 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 i i really just i fell in love with your bookstore which means i fell in love with your mind then right (laughs) i i i I hope so Um, your memory palace that's that's great it's great to hear you know i mean we are kind of um you know soulmates me in the store yeah exactly uh, i um uh i I think that rebuilding the store was as much a rehab project for me as it was for the store. Um, like I said, when I bought the building, it was falling into the street. It was the the inspector called it a teardown, and said, mm. you know, I, I'd be I'd be throwing a lot of money into this building if I wanted to fix it. Um, and I I decided to fix it, but for the most part, I did it myself. And it took three years to do it because I wasn't in the best health, you know, at, at first. And it's only been recently that I've been really in absolutely wonderful health. Um, I, I finally finished my last, uh, my last uh, uh, long-term chemo in June. And once recovered from, from that, you know, there's always a, when, you, when, you, when you stop taking poison, there's a paroxysm of, of getting over being addicted to poison, you know. And right. um, once that happened, I, I just feel so wonderful. And I have, like, awakened in this beautiful place that I've been trudging and toiling <laughs> to make myself all this time. Wow. It's just wonderful. 
it's it, wow. it is a transformational process, you know, and yeah, and, um, yeah, it, and it has been. It's just taken a very long time. It's such a beautiful story, and 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 you've created the space for others. Tell us about uh, the shows that you have and the groups that you hold there. Well, it, it, I mean, uh, I, 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 another thing that has gratified me a great deal is the way that people have adopted this place as their third place, you know, as their, their place to go to um, work things out or to practice or to, um, or to play. Um, my, my friend Roger Fisher, uh, who was the lead guitar player in the band Heart, um, and uh, um, who made that video that you saw um, that, that entranced you so, um, yeah. <laughs> for which he gave me like 30 seconds. He said, okay, now I'm going to have you walk towards me and talk. So start <laughs> now. <laughs> and I just had to Good make job. something up to say and say it. I felt like a dunce. But um, uh, he's, a, he's a fantastic guy. And he really wanted a place to, um, to play, to work out his own show, to, to bring his friends, just to, just to goof around. Um, uh, Last week, uh, he 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 brought um, he brought the lead guitar player from Rail, but um, uh, okay. not and um, yeah, met him and and it was just such a great show. They picked up mandolins and started playing um, amazing, just like thrashing mandolins, you know. Um, and uh, uh, you know, two of the best guitar players in the Northwest, right? And, and people and like that come here and play. <laughs> Um, and Roger does his live show here every Wednesday, um, and, um, and and that's just amazing. It's just astonishing that you know. He he also spells that T that you gave me. You served me when I was there, which is really lovely. So yeah, uh, yeah. And, have a... and it just out of sheer coincidence, he stopped by to drop some stuff off the when, while you yeah. were there, so you got to meet him. Um, yeah, and he's you know, character. You you know, I mean, you you saw. Yes. <laughs> Yes, you two are amazing, and and I just I really I really enjoyed all all of your energy, even in Matthews, and so it it was it's just a great place to be. Now we know that you do open mic with Roger Fisher and his friends, and that you um, are going to be you serve coffee and espresso and obviously tea, mm-hmm. um, but you also uh, are you do book signings and you have groups for people that uh, come in and do knitting parties and, and different things like that around town. Yeah, there's a, a knitting group. They call themselves Kiss the Skein Knitters, and they come <laughs> in um, They come in every Thursday afternoon. So they'll be in here this afternoon. And um, they come in and knit and, 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 and talk and um, leave their filters at the door. And, uh, and there's uh, other groups that meet here. Um, we do a lot of work with local, especially um, especially uh, uh, youth charities and and um, and outreach. Um, we we have uh, we have been um, uh, donating all of the um, gate from uh, from our music shows to um, to the uh, Operation Full Bellies uh, for the last uh, couple months, and. Um, and we'll, you know, probably move on and, and do some other things like that. Operation Full Bellies makes backpacks for um, children who are so dependent on um, school lunch program for their sustenance that they go home and they don't have anything to eat for the weekend. 
know, they make up a backpack for the kids to take home with them and have something to eat so they don't show up on Monday starving to death. And um, huh. it, it, there are really super programs like that. And um, uh, we, we support a lot of those. We do all sorts of things with uh, Sky Valley Youth Coalition and, um, and uh, um, just, uh, you know, try to be a member of the community and not just, you know, a store, you know, sitting on the street. Right. That's what I love about Kiss the Sky Book. It's about community. It's about collaboration. Um, and, and you host authors. So um, that's how I met you. Uh, authors do book signings on Saturdays. Yeah, just about every Saturday for the last couple of months. I think we might have a gap in the holidays. But um, uh, I, I have enjoyed that as much as anything else. Um, people coming in and talking about, not just talking about their book and hawking copies of their book, but talking about their struggles as a writer and talking about their inspirations, talking about the things that were difficult and the things that were um, ecstatic, you know, in the process of writing a book. Um, there are just so many, there's so many things that, um, that people don't understand about that creative process that results in the book that they are enjoying, that there's, you know, um, sleepless nights and, um, and uh, stressful days and um, ecstatic, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, moments of success and, and, um, and, and horrible moments of dismal failure when you just want to throw the whole thing into the wastebasket. And all of those things are, are things that enrich uh, a reader's um, uh, understanding of the book when they hear about it, and especially when they hear about it from the author. So I love those. I, I mean, I, I would yeah. beg authors to come in here and just talk to me about their books, even if there weren't other people interested. <laughs> but hopefully, and luckily, there usually are other people that are interested, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, and again, when you said a, a static moment, um, there, you know, uh, one of my static moments is having my first book signing at your store, and it really is when you you book that event, and you know you're going to go get to talk about your book and share it, and that um, it's going to be uh, in a place such as yours. It, it's very very exciting. It's one of those ecstatic moments, and and so um, I was I'm really looking forward to doing my book signing there. Uh, you know, uh, this Saturday, the 16th, and Sarah Christine Vashon Island songstress is coming. And so I you're able to, that. yeah, you're able to put on, you have a venue that it's just, it, it could be anything we want, right? Like, kind of like our mind, we dream it. And so when yeah. you had a live music venue, a place for music to be there, I thought, well, it's one of my dreams to have Sarah Christine to co-create an event with. And so you said yes, and she said yes. And so she and I will be there Saturday, and we're really looking forward to it. So am I. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to um, to uh, not just, you know, um, having you come in and read from your book and, and sign some copies, but celebrating you and celebrating your book and celebrating your success in having actually gotten from the idea to the page. It's, it's, it's a journey, and, and I think um, the, uh, the arrival deserves a little bit of celebration. Yes, yes. I, I, for one, am definitely over the moon. I, um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about 
your passion and um, the art and the history and the walls. Um, but first of all, um, I want to take a break and tell the listeners out there, when we come back, we're going to dive in and we're going to talk about the art that is covering the walls, some hidden spaces where things are, reside, and some North, myth, North mythology, which is new to me. I tend to study Egyptology, Roman Greek, you know, biblical um, studies, and so Jim is going to dazzle us with his brilliance uh, with Odin, and I cannot pronounce the name of that tree. What's the name of the tree? Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil and Bruins. So stay with us, listeners. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Have you ever felt stuck? Like, who I am is who I am, and I just can't change at this point. Or maybe change seemed possible, but you didn't know where to start. Perhaps it's time for a 90-day transformation. Kelly J. Wright's book, Internal Journeys, A Spiritual Transformation, will change your mind about how to change your life. Once we undo what we've accepted or taken on as that picture of ourselves, we are free from negative self-talk and free to begin the journey to loving and acceptance of self. Start a 90-day transformation and Kelly will assist along your journey through her amazing book. Kelly's story explores how she walked her mind out of doubt and fear one blog at a time for 13 weeks. Life is a gift, so make sure you choose to wrap yours in a world that's created by and lived on your own terms. The book, Internal Journeys, A Spiritual Transformation, is available on Amazon. Learn more at internaljourneys.com. Art Trent Law is a universal law trainer who will help you apply universal laws in simple and easy to understand terms so you can start thriving in life. Universal law is also sometimes called the process of creation or the facts of life. Universal law is the immutable process that every one of your thoughts is processed through. Your thoughts, when processed through universal law, actually create what you are experiencing. In Art Drentlaw's book, Choose Again, you are far more than you have come to believe. You will read the true story of how an inmate in a Nazi death camp by the name of Wild Bill Cody actually thrived. This book will stir your emotions and rejuvenate you by its magnificence, advance your own consciousness, and therefore even help advance world consciousness. You can buy, choose again, you are far more than you have come to believe at universallawpro.com books. An alternative to everything else on your radio dial. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back, everyone, to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, KKNW. This is Conscious Speaks, and we are live every Thursday with Kelly J. That's me. And if you are just joining the conversation, we are talking with owner of Kiss the Sky Books in Salton, Washington, Jim Kinney. And I promised you when we came back from break, we would dive into talking about the art of the store and how he uh, created the the beauty and joy that is the cell structure of this amazing bookstore and also to dive in and tap into his expertise in Norse mythology. So welcome back to the show, Jim. 
Thanks. Thanks. It's great to be back. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we were talking on the break really quick, and it really came up that the, the eclectic mix of the art is a celebration of different traditions and how you grew up. And, and can you elaborate and tell the audience out there to kind of paint a picture for them of your story and how you created the art that creates the, the, the cellular structure of the store? Well, there are several themes. Um, there, there are two main themes. Um, and, um, and, and then there are several themes inside those that are informed by various of the traditions of my um, ancestors, that, um, that the ones that I've really lived with and experienced and studied and, um, and, and are part of you know, my personal culture anyway. Um, the, um, the two main themes are... Um, the the are, are a greater power an external power and for that i use the sun as um as the symbol of that in my own cosmology um and then the other theme and these are kind of um arranged on on opposing walls of the bookstore um and the other theme is life and the circularity of life and um the um um, and then, as kind of a side note, um, the um, um, the invention of magic in the world and of um, uh, the ability uh, for people to um, to um, uh, to work with magic to um, transform the world to control their environment, and um, right. those came out of um, the really the traditions that I grew up with the most were um, American Indian. I grew up very near a reservation and pretty much lived on the reservation and, um, and uh, uh, was a disciple of a shaman there on the, uh, on the west coast of Washington for uh, several years, um, um, who's since died. Um, his name was David Fourline um, at the Ho tribe. And, um, uh, and Western European, um, British, uh, uh, Celtic, and then um, um, also Nordic. Um, those are the kind of the three main um, cultural influences that um, that I was really brought up with. You know, as being part of my heritage and part of my um, you know uh, studies. You know, when I was when I was young. And the uh, the one that that you um, are really focused on, I'll start with that. Is the um, there's a, a bookshelf on the wall that's shaped like a tree, um, and um, it, it's built out of um, uh, lumber that was harvested from this very building um, that was you know cut and um, used as underlayments in some of the floors and stuff um, in the 1890s, and um, it represents the tree Yggdrasil. Um, which is the the tree that that spans the world, the nine worlds in um, Norse uh, cosmology, um, and uh, from which Odin hung himself in order to um, in order to undergo a, a shamanic ritual, a shamanic um, ordeal that would um, um, allow him to communicate with the Norn, which are the um, the uh, beings that inhabit the roots of the great world tree, and that 
affected um, the world and, and, and basically created the fate of the world by carving runes into the trunk of Yggdrasil. And so um, uh, he wanted to learn. He saw from, you know, uh, he, he saw them do this in visions from his throne. Um, and he, um, he went to the tree to hang himself and undergo this um, this uh, ordeal in order to get the Norn to teach him the secret of runes. And um, mm-hmm. he hung for nine days with no food and no water and no uh, no mead either, he mentioned specifically. And, um, <laughs> and then he was offered mead by one of the elemental beings in the lower portion of the tree, not the, uh, not the Norn, but um, um, I, I think um, uh, gnomes or elves kinds of creatures. And he drank that, and um, that allowed him to speak with the Norn, who taught him how to make runes and how to make wow. words into real things. And the, the difference between Norse writing and um, and Greek and Roman writing, um, in terms of you know these these you know very seminal alphabets of written um, uh, word and and even Egyptian writing, although Egyptian writing approaches, is that. It was considered to be working with these elemental magics. It wasn't just writing down words. It was using this writing to affect the world. It was using this writing to um, to work with magic. Um, that that was the the you know the, the the basis you know of the of that writing method, um, and um, and so it was always considered to be. Uh, a, a, a language of magic, you know, um, the rune, um, the actual, you know, recording of words in runes. Mm-hmm. What now? Tell us about runes. Is that well, just runes, the language? It's it's it, 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 runes are basically a, a phonetic alphabet, and okay. you can write just about anything in runes. Um, okay. Um, they. Um, they're limited to certain phonemes, you know, that are uh, consistent with Old Norse. So, um, okay. there are. Um, I couldn't find a, a copy. Oh, and and of course, you know, part of the artwork is that um, for the foliage of the tree, I made a um, a vine um, that is filled with the runes that um, tell the story of Odin hanging himself from the world tree and learning the secret of runes. Um, which right, came and from, you have it in. It looks like an Oribus, right? If I remember right. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, there's an Oribus uh, that's part of a, a different graphic that's next to it. Um, okay. And um, that is a, a, a picture uh, depicting uh, the Tree of Life, you know, kind of the more traditional European Tree of Life. Um, and it's got an Oribus around it. The, tr- the branches and roots merge together, and there's a... Um, a, a bunch of symbology of circularity and of rebirth and of renewal, like uh, the phases of the moon, um, the setting and rising sun, um, things like that. That that um, uh, and there, there's kind of some you know nice curvy um, burn fiddleheads and different kinds of you know um, symbology that 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 is about kind of the circularity of life and the that things um, begin and things end, but they don't end. They just start over, you know, um, right. and that's kind of the, 
the the theme for um, uh, for that. It's I call it the tree wall. <laughs> the tree wall. Those well, and it's it. really cool. That's the wall, and all of the way that you created the books, like where you 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 the art is painted on the wall, but then you put the bookshelves up. So when you pull the books out, there's art behind them. Yes. Yeah. That's the because I wanted to have big, you know. Um, uh, expressive and meaningful murals on the walls, but um, I also need all of that wall space for books. So yeah. <laughs> um, I, I had a whole team of people come in and help with the artwork, and um, um, and everybody was told right up front, you know, okay, we're going to paint all of this stuff on the walls, and then we're going to build bookshelves over the top of it. But we're not going to hide yeah. it. We're just going to, you know, put open bookshelves over the top of it. And, and so everybody was good with it. Um, oh, that's good. <laughs> Well, it's just such an amazing, amazing spot. And, and that's on the left wall when you're walking into the store. But on the right wall, you have some other art there, some sun art um, that would go back to that Native American art um, that's from the elder, the shaman that you learned from. He allowed you to tell a story, if I remember our conversation right. Yeah. Um, of the raven. I, I, I was given a story. Um, uh, by uh, David Fourlines, that and and um, I was given to understand that I then had the right to tell it. Um, it's um, it, it is a um, it's a tradition in the Western Coast tribes that um, stories, some stories, not all stories, but some stories, really belong to someone and 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 shouldn't be told by just anybody, but only by the people. That they belong to, and and that can be a number of different people who are, you know, um, members of a particular clan or descended from a particular person, or you know, share something in common. Um, and um, in both Dave's case and mine, um, it was a gift. It was given. You know, the yeah. the, um, uh, the the privilege of being able to tell that story. And um, that's the story of Raven placing the sun in the sky, and. Um, and which starts the clock of time, which um, which which takes the world from a gray, um, never-ending, um, timeless, uh, not a void, um, but a a timeless and featureless place into being um, the the lit and um, and uh, um, active uh, place that. Um, that then started to experience time and change, and um, and so um, it's an important story, and um, and it's and it's also a, a very interesting and amusing story in some ways because um, there's a girl involved, of course, <laughs> and um, and, uh, and and several instances of theft. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a good story, and. Um, and I, I really liked it, and um, and was given it after um, I underwent some um, uh, some training and some uh, initiations leading to um, uh, the Cannibal Society, which is a, uh, a shamanic society of Western tribes. And I was not um, didn't get all the way through it, but um, in these um, you know, experiences, um, Raven helped me and was my guide. And so um, David thought that it was appropriate for me to to be able to um, 
about Raven, since Raven could tell stories about me. Wonderful. And 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 that was um, that was a, a thing. So there's a, a, a huge graphic on the wall behind the stage of Raven placing the sun into the sky, and um, it's part of the. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of references that you know, kiss the sky. The name "kiss the sky" came from, yes. but but um, <laughs> Raven kissing the sky with the sun and the moon as well. The moon comes first, and then the sun um, mm-hmm. uh, was part of the part of the uh, of the the genesis of that name. It just you know, three words, and it means so many things to me. Um, um, and it's also you know. Uh, a, a lyric in one of the greatest songs ever written, yes. <laughs> "Purple Haze." <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, um, it is. <laughs> and and then also on that wall, there's a bookshelf uh, that um, that is to represent the sun, and it's so it's shaped like the sun, and it's a series of boxes arranged in a concentric uh, uh, set of circles, and it's one of the prettiest things in the store, and that's where everybody wants their picture taken. And right. um, my daughter and I uh, uh, put that together. My daughter did a lot of the work on that. Um, and um, um, I cut out all the pieces. I did the design and cut out all the pieces and, um, and then did um, you know, quite a bit of the assembly. And she did a lot of the assembly and a lot of the mounting the things onto the wall and all of that kind of thing. So it's, it's um, a family uh, affair. It's a family affair, definitely. Um, and it's made out of uh, another theme of this place is... Um, using reclaimed materials and, and upcycling. And, you know, when I say that it's recycled, you know, people go, that's not recycling. That's, um, you know, um, something else, you know. And so I guess upcycling works as a, as a word, but um, a lot of that stuff, including the sun, is, is made out of uh, bleachers from uh, the Enumclaw High School gym <laughs> and um, various other, you know, reclaimed materials and reclaimed um and uh reused and repurposed and um and um uh, i i prefer the word rescued rather than salvage materials <laughs> you know it is all about words right we're talking about words we're talking about written words that create the world and so that makes sense that you would have your favorite word <laughs> i think i've heard the word repurposed uh used for something similar as well the store uh the bookstore you know your your healing with the bookstore you're bringing it as a focal point for the community and for everyone to have a home to come and and sit inside of it it's such a gift what, what's your favorite part of this experience what's your favorite part of you know owning this bookstore and also do you have a funny story or a favorite story that happened when you were um, create, when you were building the store, putting it together? Gosh, I, I probably should um, I probably should make one up. Or <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that I you mean remember- <laughs> there are so many like interesting and, um, and 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 fun and amazing things that have happened in this whole process. It's really hard to pin things down. Um, I, I think. To tell you the truth, what I have, um, what I've really enjoyed the most, the 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 thing that has just made my heart sing, is opening the front doors and having people come in here and enjoy the bookstore and running a bookstore instead of a construction site. That's what I really really enjoy the most is having done it. <laughs> 
right? not so much the doing of it. <laughs> the, the actual the, the tra- transition from uh, builder to uh, owner. It's 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 a it's an amazing amazing bookstore, and I I, will, I hope any listeners out there that are close to Sultan take a chance to go on to Facebook and and find Kiss the Sky books and um, check out some of the artwork and you know the video that Roger Fisher made with Jim to talk about the store and and to promote it. It's it's a beautiful place, and you won't want to miss it. It's um. I wish I was closer to Sultan. I would spend more time there. Like, it's that beautiful. It feels that good. I wish I could spend more time there. I, I really do. Well, you're certainly welcome to spend all the time here that you want. And, um, <laughs> I'll, and I'll anybody, you. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Sultan seems like it's a long ways from anything, but um, it's right on Highway 2. If you ever drive out Highway 2 to go to Leavenworth or to go to Stevens Pass Ski Area or anything like that, um, I'll have to take a by on so your way. There. You don't have to come straight here. You know, just stop by on your way to wherever you're going. Right, right. And so you have coffee and tea, and then you're going to do wine and beer later. You're going to get a license. Or is there food or anything on the works? Or are you going to? That's kind of the next treat? step. Um, I'm I'm sort of bootstrapping that. I'm I'm saving my pennies, and I'm going to get this kitchen finished. I have a beer and wine license. I just can't serve until I have like a full menu and um, a, a bunch of other kinds of amenities that uh, are part of the deal for um, for serving beer and wine. But I have a license, okay. and I I can um, once I fulfill the requirements, which which is to have the the, the kitchen open in, in which you know I'll I'll have food. Um, we have lots of appetizers and sandwiches and soups and stews and chili and things like that. Um, nice. And um, right now we have some baked goods from local bakeries. We have we get our coffee from a coffee roaster that's less than five miles away. Um, and uh, the uh, the family that runs the coffee roaster they run the coffee out themselves and and um, and get it to me. It's a uh, it's Talking Crow Coffee Roasters. I, I can't help but give them a shout-out because they're yeah. so nice. And their product is so good. You know, it's just great. Everybody raves about the coffee here. Talking Crow, that's a great name for um, for any business, actually. But I love that for coffee. Now, yeah, and it just seems so synergistic to the whole, yeah. you, know, um, you know, I knew several Talking Crows when I was young. <laughs> yes, yeah, Talking Crows. <laughs> You know, I was going to ask you one more thing, and then when we started talking about the food, it was right after the food. Oh, and that's another uh, happening. You're going to have, once the beer and wine is served, and obviously that's conditioned on getting the, the kitchen up, you're going to have music there, live music, for people come in, Right. Yeah, we have live music now on on Wednesday nights, and, um, right. and also um, uh, from seven to nine, and also every other Saturday we have a an open mic here okay. um, from seven to nine as well. And um, our open mics are astounding. We get everybody from you know people who are playing in public for the first time to um, to recording artists come here and just play at the open mic, just to hang out and play, and um, 
some amazing performances. Uh, Matt, who you mentioned earlier, he comes almost every time and, and brings one of his museum-quality Celtic instruments he plays. Um, uh, he plays harp, uh, lute. Um, um, he has uh, like an enormous collection of amazing instruments, just amazing. I have felt privileged to hold a few of them in my hands. You know, they're just so good. <laughs> well, and that's, that, again, just drives me back to this amazing jewel in Sultan called Kiss the Sky Book. There is, it's, it's a, there's something going on there. If you're out there, listeners, if you're, if you're hearing this, if you're, like Jim said, if you're on the way to go skiing, um, if you're going to go out to Leavenworth, um, it's worth a stop. Uh, and uh, you can try the Talking Crow coffee. Uh, Roger Fisher has this amazing tea that I tried that he makes that uh, I'm going to get my family for Christmas. And then I want to go into the book. You have an amazing book collection. Can you tell people about the books that are there, what they could find? I've been collecting books since I was 10 years old, and all of these books have been following me around all my life like a comet tail, and they've landed here. <laughs> I, so my book collection is here. Um, I have had various interests through my life from um, esoterica to um, poetry to uh, metaphysics to um, various different religions and um and fiction, every kind of fiction, Western, mysteries, um, science fiction and fantasy. I'm probably the deepest on. I, I was reading the science fiction and fantasy voraciously for the longest, I think. Um, but a little bit of everything else, you know. Um, and vintage books, um, uh, lots of antique books. Um, I, for a while, I was, um, I was super interested in... Um, and still am actually um, collecting autographed books. So I have a large selection of autographs and and um, and uh, special editions, first editions, things like that. Um, so and paperback romances special... and you know everything in between. Okay, that's a. Uh, I didn't know you had this uh, autographed edition. So if anyone out there is looking for an auto, autographed book, would they just call you to see what? in your catalog or how would people get a hold of you to see if you might have a rare book that they're looking for? Wow. Um, probably be easiest to come here and look. Okay. <laughs> not I, I do have some, I do have some on the computer and some available online. Um, I think that there's a link to our online store. There's like seven or 800 books, I think, um, uh, on the online store. And most of those are signed um, first edition. Um, well, it makes it a treasure, a treasure hunt. Yeah, it really is. I'm not organized enough, really, to be able to just answer questions over the phone a lot. I mean, sometimes I, I can, you know. Um, I, I do sort of remember whether I've got, you know, a particular book or not. But um, a lot of times it's, you know, yeah, well, I have a whole bunch of those books like that. So come and dig through and see if you can find the one you want. Right. Um, now, when you I, were... I'm hoping to get more organized and start getting my <laughs> um, my stock, you know, into a database and all of those sorts of things. But it hasn't happened. In due yet, time, so. yeah, in due time, right? Well, there was yeah. another qu a question, uh, not a question, but I thought was amazing to share with uh, the listeners out there. So, if anyone's dreaming of creating their own bookstore, um, who wouldn't, right, want their own amazing bookstore? One of the things that Jim did 
there were, can you tell them the story of that big book sale where you hired people that were um, experts in fields to help you search through books? Yeah, I it, one thing that um, I, I did a couple of times is um, when used bookstores were going out of business that had enormous stock, um, I would make a deal with uh, with the owner. And a couple times it was, once it was a retirement, and once it was someone losing their lease, and they had to move their bookstore quite a ways, like they went from Washington to California. So they were just trying to reduce their stock by, you know, as much as they possibly could. And they had 500,000 books. So they said, okay, I'll buy 50,000 of your books. Um, Can I have people just come in and start boxing up books, you know, and I'll just pay you this much per book. And we cut that deal, and... So I had, you know, two lit majors and um, a number of, you know, kind of area experts in arts and crafts and and, um, and that sort of thing come in and just help me box books. <laughs> and, um, and, and so, you know, um, I, I, I sort of um, exercise that on every, every time I buy books, I curate them. Um, I might buy the contents of an estate sale, and then I'll only keep half of them, and I'll donate the rest to the uh, prison system or something. Um, um, I try to curate the books that, that come in to be, you know, high quality, to be um, 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 good books, basically. I mean, how else can you describe them? I got nothing in here but good books. Yeah, and and it's it's amazing to me that the collection. It's I I can't wait to come back and spend more time to summing through all the different books. I wanted to thank you very much for the recommendation and um, the book that I bought. I'm, I love myth and symbol in ancient, ancient Egypt. It's, um, I'm in love with this book already. So I, I hadn't seen it before. I, I I'm going through it and I just was like, this book is making me very, very happy. So I know there's other ones in there. You have an amazing bookstore and I hope that anyone out there listening that loves books, um, that's ever out in Fulton, Washington, stop by Kiss the Sky Books. I wanted to to give a shout out to you and uh, to this beautiful place that you have, and tell you that I honor your bookstore. I look forward to um, to having my first ever book signing party. I just want to thank you, Jim, because it's really important to me. Again, you can't make this stuff up. How we met, it's a gift that you um, booked me and um i thank you so much i look forward to coming out there and sharing my story and and talking to everyone and and sarah's coming and so we just look really forward to spending time with you and with everyone who shows up at kiss the sky book this saturday november 16th um between 4 to 6 p.m sarah's going to be playing music and if people are there and, and digging it uh jim has said we can play music longer so Come on out and join us. Come see the bookstore. Come see me. Come see Sarah. Is there anything you'd like to say to anyone out there about the store um, and uh, and to say uh, goodbye or to wrap up the show, Jim? I just would like to say that, um, first, thank you so much for saying so many nice things about me. And, um, and I just have to say that uh, we are a mutual admiration society. I think the world of you as well, and I can't wait to have you come out here and be able to sit and chat and listen to music and 
and um, and listen to you talk about your book and um, and and uh, and get some copies of it to um, to hawk to all my customers and I, I just can't wait. I just think it's going to be a great event um, and um, I I can't think of anything nicer than spending some more time with you. Oh, thank you so much, Jim. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful day, and I'll be seeing you Saturday. Thank you. Okay, everybody, I'm so blessed again to share time and space with everyone who tuned in and late listening through podcasts. Thank you, Alternative Talk Radio, 1150 KKNW, Marilyn Milano and Eric Ryder and Eric Crema. Uh, Thank you, Don Avery and Larry Mitchell, for permission to share rapidly approaching ecstasy in our shows. You can find the CD on Amazon or DonAvery.com. Everybody, love wins when we choose love. And Read books. (laughs) And that's a circle. Love and Namaste, Kelly J. Have you ever felt stuck? Like, who I am is who I am, and I just can't change at this point. Or maybe change seemed possible, but you didn't know where to start. Perhaps it's time for a 90-day transformation. Kelly J. Wright's book, Internal Journeys, A Spiritual Transformation, will change your mind about how to change your life. Once we undo what we've accepted or taken on as that picture of ourselves, we are free from negative self-talk and free to begin the journey to loving and acceptance of self. Start a 90-day transformation and Kelly will assist along your journey through her amazing book. Kelly's story explores how she walked her mind out of doubt and fear one blog at a time for 13 weeks. Life is a gift, so make sure you choose to wrap yours in a world that's created by and lived on your own terms. The book, Internal Journeys, A Spiritual Transformation, is available on Amazon. Learn more at internaljourneys.com.